Money mindset of medicine with Madupe. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Money Mindset of Medicine with Madupe. Massive thank you to everyone who's been listening to my podcast and sharing it. I really appreciate all the support that I've been getting. I just thought I'd share some reflections on conversations that I used to have and the kind of conversations that I have now. So in the past, and I think a lot of you can relate, I used to have conversations about people. It was about gossiping, you know, about this celebrity or so-so from high school. It was very, like, small-minded kind of stuff sometimes. But then nowadays, it's like I talk to people about goals, dreams, aspirations, ways that we're changing our worlds and the people around us. And it's not a case that the people have changed because there has been change definitely but the the kind of way that we look at the world has just totally been reversed and our, our horizons have broadened and it's just so nourishing to have those kind of conversations and you know obviously a bit of humor as well so just thought i'd share that with you guys and then this themes this week's theme is you don't need to know it all uh, with the idea that um, having some basic knowledge is really useful it's always handy to know a little bit about a lot of things but also having some specific knowledge to pour into groups is also a handy thing so i hope you enjoy now on to the first topic money so where does money come from banks create money now there are various types of banks There's retail, commercial, investment, central, mutual banks, and then there are also credit unions and savings and loans. You'll be most familiar with retail banks like Santander, and they are catered to consumers. Then there are commercial banks, which are for businesses. Investment banks raise money in financial markets, and central banks manage the whole monetary system. Credit unions are like the NGOs of banks. They're not for profit, and they're owned by consumers. Then there are online banks like Monzo. Mutual banks are like credit unions and not owned by outside investors. And savings and loans are for owning houses. Please note that many banks have several of these features. And remember, it's illegal for anyone to print money other than banks, as that's counterfeiting. So how do banks work and how do they make money? The banks that take out money essentially in the form of an IOU. I'm from the UK, so on British notes you'll find written, I promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of, and then X amount, be it £10 or £20. Banks make money via a system known as fractional reserve banking. You deposit money into the bank and the bank pays you a small interest rate for keeping your money with them. But that money doesn't just sit around. They loan out a large proportion of it to other people for a higher interest rate. And it's the difference between these two interest rates uh, which helps them create profit. They don't loan out all of the money, obviously, because otherwise they'd have nothing left for you to withdraw. The other ways that banks make money is via investment banking, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, such as through the foreign exchange market and also through mortgages. On to mindset. I'll be drawing upon the works in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, See You at the Top by Zig Ziglar, and one of my favourite podcasters, Jim Quick from Quick Brain. In See You at the Top, it says that we are all educated and uneducated in different ways, and our experiences help to shape our interests. It doesn't make one person more or less educated than the other, just different, and accepting that can come as a relief in this competitive world. We are all experts in something, be it something related to your course, your career, or a particular interest of yours, you're likely to be an expert in it. And in Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill talks about the mastermind, which is essentially a group of people who have specific knowledge or are experts in various fields who can collaborate to provide solutions to each other's problems. Individually, they have a lot of depth, but little breadth. But as a collective, they can cover both areas really well. Now, why do I mention this? Because having such a mastermind means that you don't need to know it all. 
You just need to know a bit, be an expert in your field, and someone else can help fill in the blanks in the areas that you're not confident with. As Jim Quick says in one of his episodes, together, everyone achieves more, or team for short. That doesn't mean you negate learning that section yourself, especially if you're going to be tested on it, but accepting a helping hand from someone who knows about it is always a wise choice. Another thing Jim Quick talks about is how liberating it is to admit that you don't know something. We spend a lot of time trying to flex on people to prove that we know so much, but sometimes you just need to know enough. The loudest person in the room isn't always the smartest. Finally, medicine. So continuing with the specialised knowledge theme, I'll be talking about some medical specialties and their effects on other healthcare professionals. This is another one of the modules I had to do back in year one. So I did a little research on the NHS careers website and it shows 16 different specialties. Please note that there are a lot more than this, like anaesthesia is a specialty, but then you can go on to become even more specialised. For example, my dad is an obstetric anaesthetist, so he specialises in in anaesthetising or putting to sleep pregnant women for surgery. That's a super simplified explanation of what he does, but yeah, that's just one of the things he does. So why specialise? Healthcare professionals tend to become more specialised for greater professional autonomy, improved financial rewards, higher social prestige and increased professional security. In medicine, the titles are pretty clear, like an intensive care doctor is someone who manages critically ill patients who require intensive care. But for the other healthcare professionals, new roles like physician's associate are still quite ambiguous. Don't get me wrong, a mental health nurse, I mean, the title is pretty pretty clear what they do there. But my understanding for a physician's associate is that they work under the supervision of doctors, but they have responsibilities beyond that of a nurse. But please correct me if I'm wrong. Like There are still lots of things I don't understand in terms of the allied health services. Like I don't know the difference between a physician's associate and a nurse practitioner. Those two, there seems to be a grey zone for me. Anywho, it's always useful to be aware of the different healthcare professional roles to ensure patients receive the right care and to spread out the workload across the multidisciplinary team. Now, back in the day, only doctors could prescribe, but nowadays physicians, associates and nurses are allowed to prescribe some things, so the role of the doctor appears to be a shrinking one. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. It allows doctors to focus on the most urgent or unusual cases, but they do still see a wide range of things. It can, however, cause tension since multiple roles can cover the same task and lower paid staff can replace other staff they have the same skill set. Essentially, hospitals and other healthcare services are run like businesses, so whatever they can cut costs, they will, e.g. hiring nurse practitioners over general practitioners in general practice. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of money mindset and medicine with madupe i hope that was really informative for you and as you know by now i've got the book song and task of the week as follows so book of the week see you at the top by zig ziglar at the time recording i've only just started reading this book but i am already captivated it is such an interesting read the language is a bit dated but the message is still the same it's one of the personal development books that i love reading um generally centered around the idea that in order to achieve what you want you must first help others to achieve what they want and you can have or do anything in this world you don't need to what if your way through life or if only my your way through life you already have what you need it's just a case of how you're using it so have a read of that 
and then song of the week is u-turn by aj plus you can find him on apple music spotify youtube deezer soundcloud amazon music Tidal, and napster he's an absolute bop i hope you enjoyed me dancing to it on monday and then task of the week send in a voice note of some specific knowledge that you have you can either send that to my instagram or you can record it here on anchor and i can feature it on the show just you know literally anything because obviously there is so much knowledge in this world and no one person can contain it all so being able to just share it like it might pique my interest it might pique the interest of one of my listeners who knows so send in one of those it's quite nice to interact with other people anyway obviously you can follow me on instagram at the madupe millennium where i do motivational morning talks on mondays and i also do little book reviews of the books that i've read as well so Uh, Thank you again for listening to this week's episode and I hope to catch you on next week's episode.